this week. We've looked at grace, as I said. We've looked at faith. And today we want to look at hope. Before we do that, let's pray again quickly. God, I pray that you would help us today, that you would speak hope into our lives, that you would be the hope of our lives. Father, would you encourage us? Would you show us that you are worth putting our trust in and worth putting our hope in? Holy Spirit, would you speak? Father, speak by your Spirit into my life and and through my voice and through my words today to all of us this morning. Lord, I, I pray that you would challenge us today, that we would leave, that we would seek you with all that we are. And that we would be convinced that that is the most sensible thing to do in the world. Amen. So what is, what is hope? It's slightly different from, from wishing for something, isn't it? We, we sometimes speak of hope uh, in the vernacular in terms of, you know, just wishing for something. Like, uh, I don't know, I, I, I hope the Dockers are going to win the grand final. We all know it's not going to happen, but we still say that we hope for it. Um, we tend to, to wish for things that we know are unlikely to happen, but we hope for things. Uh, when, when we put our hope in something, we are counting on it actually happening. We, we live as if it is already true. So, for example, if we, using hope correctly, if we say, I hope the Dockers are going to win the grand final next year, we will already be, be looking up airline prices and booking hotels because our hope is that we will be in Melbourne on that day to watch them win. win. Let, let's go with win. <laughs> Hopes don't always come to pass though, do they? I bet we can all sit here and say, yep, I can tell you about some of the things that I've hoped for and that they just fell through. They fizzled. Maybe you had hoped that you'd finally dealt with something only to see it come back. Maybe you'd hoped that you'd got that job which would have set you up until you retire. And then you're laid off. Or the phone call comes and says, thank you for your application, but not right now. Sometimes it seems like God is making your dreams come true and you're going from triumph to triumph. And then it all collapses out from under you. Does anyone remember the VeggieTales videos? Wonderful VeggieTales videos. Beautiful story of, of Phil Vischer who's still doing great stuff but... But when he was going through the VeggieTales era, he was doing these amazing Christian videos, teaching kids the Bible, and going from strength to strength, increase to increase, increase to increase. He was chasing his dream. His hope was to be the, the Christian Disney or Nickelodeon, to, to be that space. And then they went bankrupt. And his vegetables were sold. This is the story that we have in Luke uh, chapter 24 today of two very jaded ex-followers of Jesus. They've been there over the events of Easter. They've been in uh, Jerusalem. They've seen Jesus executed. They've waited a couple of days. It's been Passover. They're not supposed to move around. Uh, but now on the third day, 
the first day that they are actually allowed by Jewish laws to, to go a distance, they, they get up and they take the 11-kilometer journey back to, their, back to their home. Luke tells us that one of them is called Cleopas. Um, we know that, that one of the ladies who stood around Jesus at the cross is Mary, the wife of Clopas, and, and there's, there's some suggestion, we don't know for sure, but, but possibly this is Cleopas and his wife Mary who are now going home. Don't know where he was when Jesus was executed, but maybe this is the other person, the unnamed person of this pair was Mary who stood at the cross and actually saw Jesus die. If you wanted someone to say to you, yep, it's dead, it's over, it's done, it would be one of those people at the cross. And they're not just walking along quietly, they're they're talking, they're, the, the words that Luke uses are, are, are they're debating, they're throwing things back and forth between each other, they're, they're debriefing. Have you ever been in one of those really stressful circumstances and, and, and we just have a tendency, a lot of us, to want to debrief. You talk about the same thing umpteen times and you get all, you know, het up about it and emotional about it and you just go over the same stuff and you go, how can this be? This is terrible and we thought this and then this happened and you remember, oh yes, I remember that, but how can it be? And blah, 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 blah. And they're just, they're, this is, this is a, a vocal walk for 11 kilometers. I don't know how long they've been on the road, but, but they, they share a, a story. A, a, a story of, of a common hope that has been shattered. Their, their dreams broken. They've been on this emotional roller coaster ride over the last few days, and they've had enough. They just want to go home, go to bed, relax, get over it, and maybe in a week or so they'll, they'll think about getting on with life. That's the kind of feeling I get from them. And then this stranger walks up, and, and Luke tells us it's Jesus. They've got no idea who it is. God keeps them from recognizing him. And, and the stranger walks up from behind them and, and, and you know, maybe listens in a bit and, and then walks up and says, hey, what, what are you guys talking about? What's, what's this? You, you seem all emotional. You seem all hit up. There's obviously something bugging you. What's up? And the inanity, the ludicrousness of the question floors them. It's, it's they're walking, 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 walking. And you know, I don't know, some people when they're emotional, they walk slow. But these guys were debating and throwing back and forth. Other, they were walking like this. And, and then the stranger comes up and says, what are you talking about? And they just stop. And Cleopas turns to the stranger and says, man, where have you been living? You've been under a rock. Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who doesn't know what's happened? Everybody knows about Jesus. Everybody knows about the travesty. Most people know how the crowds welcomed him into Jerusalem and said, Our King, save us, save us. And a few years, a few days later said, Kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him. And there's a reason why these two are so emotionally devastated and broken. I mean, they, their hopes have been dashed. Jesus is gone. He's dead. 
they explain, verse 19, they say, we thought that he was a prophet. We thought that, or we knew he was powerful in word and deed. The stuff he said, the stuff he did, it was, it was powerful. He wasn't just one of those talk people. When he talked, things happened. He healed people. He forgave people. He made those who couldn't walk, walk. He made those who couldn't see, see. He spoke about God's kingdom. He spoke about God's love. He he spoke about how we need to turn to God to be saved. He spoke about all these things and there was a fire in him that that we just, we we needed more of that. He, he He was the prophet. But as it turns out, he couldn't have been the prophet because he died. He was killed. He was dead. And with him, their hopes died. See, these two had entertained hopes that Jesus would redeem Israel. That's what they say in verse 21. We had hoped that he would redeem Israel. That he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. Israel was meant to be God's special people, God's chosen nation. Set apart by God. But apart from the heydays under Joshua and under some of the kings, David and Solomon, Israel had been something of a mess. Lately, all they'd known was oppression and and occupation and despair and disaster. And when they tried to assert themselves and stand up and say, we are God's people, we will not have you defiling our worship of God, they were crushed. They'd been through exile, they'd been through destruction, they'd been through everything. They were ruled by foreigners. They had to ask permission to execute Jesus. I mean, hadn't God promised that he would bless Israel? Hadn't God come to their ancestor Abraham and said, I'm going to bless you. Didn't God have a responsibility to, in the words of a self-acclaimed great man, make Israel great again? That's what they're on about. We thought he was the one who would make Israel great again. And cast out these foreign invaders. But all that had happened over the years was that just life went on. And then Jesus came. And and who could doubt that he was a prophet? I mean, his power, his words, all these things about him. Casting out demons. Doing miracles. Teaching, forgiving. John chapter 6 tells the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. And this is an incredible story. He's done some amazing work among the people and they're hungry and he gives them food and it's a miracle and he's, he's done it from nothing and the people are like amazed and, and have a listen to, to uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John chapter 6 verse 14 to 15 the reaction of the crowd to Jesus we read over there um, when the people saw him do this miraculous sign they exclaimed surely he is the prophet the prophet we've been expecting 
And when Jesus saw that they were ready to force him to be their king, he slipped away into the hills by himself. There was a prophecy. Moses had said that God would raise up a prophet like him one day. And the people looked at Jesus and said, he's doing some incredible things. Moses, God fed us by Moses in the desert. We had manna when Moses was leading us. Now God has given us bread and it's incredible and this must be the man coming after Moses and he's working for God and well, this is incredible. He must be our ruler. They were ready to force Jesus to be king. But he slips away. Because Jesus didn't want to be that kind of king. He want to be king on their terms. And we come now to, to Luke chapter 24 again and we find... I, I think that Cleopas and, and Mary, if it is Mary, they're also convinced that Jesus is meant to be the king. If Jesus acted like the prophet of old, the promised prophet, then he surely was the promised prophet. And, and, and then the betrayal of it all, the very people who are meant to flock to him, the Jewish high priests, the, the religious authorities, they're the ones who have him executed. Killed on a cross. Horrible way to die, but, but for Jewish people, reminiscent of an Old Testament verse that says that anyone who dies on a tree is cursed. And here is Jesus dying on a wooden cross. Now it was the third day and they were headed home and their hopes are in tatters. And yes, they've heard stories about ladies going to the tomb and angels saying he's alive. And yes, they've heard stories of some of the men running and finding it's empty. But you know what? An empty tomb is an empty tomb. We know the truth. Jesus is dead. You know, if there's one thing that dashes hopes completely, it is the object of your hope being killed. Once bitten, twice shy. Think back to those times in your life where the things you had hoped for evaporated. We had hoped that the cancer would be gone forever and then it came back. We had hoped to be able to send our child to a good school, but we just can't afford it. I think my battery has just died on me. Am I still alive? Good. We had hoped that our marriage would last. And then it fell apart. We had hoped that our children would grow up to trust Jesus, but they don't. We had hoped. We had hoped. Often our hopes are based on what we expect God should do. We had hoped that God would remove that thorn from our side and then God said no. We had hoped that God would keep us safe on the road and then we had a crash. We had hoped that God would heal us. We prayed and we prayed and we prayed, but he didn't. We had hoped that God would take away our inclination to evil, but... He didn't. We had hoped and we had hoped and we had hoped and we're starting to think that we're foolish for hoping. 
You know, when our hopes are dashed to the ground, it's easy to throw our hands up and and say, well, that's it, I'm going home, this doesn't work, this doesn't work. Uh, Yes, there are people arguing that things are different, that that life is different, but, but my experience, everything I know says that when hope dies, it's dead, get on, move on with your life. It's, it's done, it's, it's dusted. That's kind of where these two are at, and, and that's where so many people are at. It's maybe where you are at. And it seems strange, this, this stranger's response to them, it's, it's odd. It's almost a bit rude. This man looks at them and says, man, you're dull. How, how foolish you are. How, how slow to believe. Yes, you're despairing. Yes, you're disappointed. But frankly, that's only to be expected. You've, you've foolishly gone and pinned your hopes up wrong. You've hoped in things that, that are bound to fail you. You've missed the point. Misplaced hopes are bound to fail. If you come to me and say, Nicholas, I'm making a chocolate cake, and I say, I say to my wife, I'm really hanging out for a custard tart, I'm going to be disappointed because you're not making a custard tart. Yes, you're baking, but it's something different. Misplaced hopes are bound to fail. They'd put their hope in Jesus, but they'd put their hope in their version of Jesus. They'd hoped that he would rescue Israel, that, that he would be a military style king, and, and they thought that his death meant failure. And the problem was they'd actually missed the whole story of what God was doing. The story of, of humanity gone bad and, and God saying, I'm going to do something about that and I'm going to bring about my victory through apparent defeat and things are going to go topsy turvy for a while, but hey, I'm going to win. And this stranger spends the next I don't know how long. How long does it take to walk? Maybe 10 kilometers at this stage. It's, it's a long way. You, you can get a fair amount of teaching in. That's like almost one sermon in there. And he goes through, a quick one. <laughs> and they go through the Old Testament. Jesus goes through the Old Testament with him. He explains it all. Uh, we're not told exactly. It's not that he went through every single verse. Obviously not. But he, he took the, the picture of the Old Testament and he spoke to them about how all of this had to happen. Maybe he took Genesis chapter 3 where God speaks about the, the curse on the snake and says, you know, you will strike at the heel of, of one of humanity's offspring and he will crush your head. Maybe he spoke about Isaiah and the, the songs of the servant who would suffer. You open up the New Testament, it points, and the Old Testament, it points to God rescuing not just Israel, but, but all humanity. God's promise to Abraham wasn't just, I'm going to bless you, Abraham. It was, I'm going to bless you, Abraham, and through you, the whole world will be blessed. All the nations will be blessed. The story of God is not a story of rescuing Israel and making Israel great again. And it saddens me that there are still people today who are on about making Israel great again. That's not what God's on about. God's on about making God great. And God's on about rescuing people, not just from human oppressors, but of rescuing people from sin and death and darkness so that they can be with Him, so that we can all be His special people, that we can sit down one day with God in eternity, in the new creation, and rule with Him. That's what God is on about. And they'd settled for pinning their hopes on military victory. 
might against the Romans, a king who can do anything. Don't you want someone like that? I mean, imagine if, if, if uh, Turnbull could do anything, if he just had to speak and it happened. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? It would be pretty scary sometimes as well, but, but that's the kind of king they wanted. If you are looking for people who would be unlikely to hope again, you can't go much further than these two. But as they walked along and as this stranger, still a stranger to them, talked, something seemed to happen within them. There was this, and they didn't even realize it was happening, but there was this burning within them, this, this excitement. You know, you know, kind of like butterflies in the stomach kind of thing. You're like going, man, this is exciting. This is amazing. This is incredible. Everything that, that this guy said just seemed to make sense. And then they come to their home and they say, come on in. And he says, oh, I don't want to, I'm going on, it's fine. And they say, come on in. And he comes in and, and the stranger decides he's going to give thanks for the bread and, and the food and he does so and he breaks it and all of a sudden it's, they're like, oh man. <laughs> Quite frankly, they could have said, oh my God, because there he was. And as they realize that Jesus disappears from them, he, he just goes away instantly. Not a ghost. It's, it's, I mean, they've just seen him break the bread. It's still there lying broken on the table. And the hope that had died and that had begun to smolder as they walked It was like a puff of oxygen had come through and this thing was now a blazing furnace. Anna Maria, I think you asked when was the last time we walked seven miles. Who's walked 11 kilometers recently? Apart from Joe. I know you ran the marathon the other day. Two at the back. Wonderful. I know if I've walked 11 miles after a very emotional day when I thought everything was gone, I just would want to get into bed. These guys, they go, man, quick meal. Out we go. Right back to Jerusalem as fast as they could. You know what? 11 kilometers, what's that to someone who's in a rush? And they go. And, you know, us humans need hope. We need hope. When sick people give up hope, the end comes quickly. If we live long enough, we will be disappointed by the things we put our hope in. We will end up feeling hurt, anxious, alone, and we will end up feeling like stupid failures for trusting, for putting our hope in that. But there is a hope that we can hold to. A hope that rests on trusting the God who loves us. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13 that these three remain uh, faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love, but, but what they have in common is that they all derive from who God is, from how trustworthy God is. Our hopes fail because we don't have the power to make them come true. 
But if our hope is in what God has promised, and if God is trustworthy, then our hopes cannot fail. Now sometimes we put our hopes in things that God hasn't promised us. But what God has promised us is that if we trust him, then nothing can separate us from him. And that one day we will be with him. Here's the good news. When, when the things you put your hope in fail you, and they will, God invites us to come and see our lives, our stories, in the broader context of what he's doing. The story of him rescuing humanity. The story of death defeated, of, of us living with him. The story of life that isn't marred by death. The story of, of, of God. If you hope to be successful or wealthy or whatever, I hate to break to you, you can't control that. We live in a broken world, chances are it will fail you, fizzle. I'm not saying don't hope for things. I'm not saying be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. I'm, seeing, I'm saying let's put our hope, our foundational hope in Jesus. And it's a good place to put our hope because he's gone ahead of us. If a time traveler came back and said, I've been there, I've seen it, the Dockers win the grand final next year, you should go and buy your tickets to be there if you're convinced that he's a time traveler. <laughs> Jesus says, I have been there, I've gone ahead of you, I've, I've prepared a place for you. If we trust him, that is the safest bet you could ever make. The kingdom of God is near. Let's hope in that. Life will be difficult here. Things will fail, things will fizzle. You'll get it wrong. You'll think God has promised stuff that he says, you know what, I, I never promised you that. Which is why we get together as a church to remind each other what God has promised us and to encourage each other. So let's leave this place where we start a little while back at, at the Lord's table. We're not going to do it again, but let's remember that. Because our challenge is to, to stand remembering what God has done, knowing that he's trustworthy, and look to the future and say, I'm hoping for the day when I am with him. And no matter what happens, I'm going to keep my hope there. You're going to have to remind yourself. Psalms are full of people saying, I will trust him, I will hope in him. That's why we're here, but, but it's worth it. There is only one hope that cannot fail. And his name is Jesus. Amen. Anna Marie. Coming through.
Okay. Standing on the promises of Christ's working Through eternal ages let his praises No, it's not. I can't hear you. Sorry? I can't hear you. Is it turned on anyway? I'll just play without me. No, no. Anna Marie. Anna Marie, your thing's hanging out the bottom. Anna Marie, your thing's hanging out the bottom. Yeah, I just go without it. I'll just play without bet without. Standing on the promises of Christ's working through eternal ages, let His praises ring. Glory in the highest, I will shout and sing. Standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing, standing on the promises of God, my Saviour. Standing, standing, I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises that cannot fail When the howling storms of doubt will be By the living word of God I shall prevail Standing on the promises of God Standing, standing Standing on the promises of God my Saviour Standing, standing Standing on the promises I now can see Perfect present cleansing in the blood for me Standing in the liberty where Christ makes free Standing on the promises of God Standing, standing Standing on the promises of God my Saviour Standing, standing I'm standing on the promises of God Standing on the promises of Christ the Lord Bow to Him eternally for love strong God Overcoming daily with the Spirit's song Standing on the promises of God Standing promises God we're going to walk in your ways Lord God and just keep our eyes on you and trust you in Jesus name Amen Amen. all right